The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, o Lord. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter and said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who has been bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you, for he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet and put on his robe and returned to the table, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord. You are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Hot and bothered. Does anybody even say that anymore? I don't know if anybody says that, but those are the words that came to my mind when I thought about the time when I first met Tara. And it's how I felt every time Tara stopped by my dorm room during our sophomore year of college. We lived on the same floor that year at good old John Carroll University. And after being introduced by mutual friends, it was clear that Tara and I had a connection, something deeper than just surface-level friendship. And I loved the way she made me feel warm all over 
and weak at the knees, and inevitably butterflies in my stomach would start flapping wildly again. Early on, we didn't know it at just 19 years old, but these were our first physical manifestations of a love that was growing and emerging between us. It was a love that was finding its embodied form within us. And when we talk about the embodiment of something, we are describing something that gives concrete form to an abstract idea. And I think it's safe to say that we too often think of love as an abstract idea. And I suspect that we think of love as an abstract idea because love is too often absent from our real embodied lives. We do think about love. We listen to love songs. And we use the word love excessively in our everyday language, describing even our most mundane affinities or preferences. Like last week, I caught my saying, myself saying, Oh my gosh, I love my little red pocket planner. <laughs> but really, do I love this thing? I don't know. I guess I just like how convenient and useful it is. But in all seriousness, I'd be willing to bet that many of us here would attest to desiring more embodied love in our world and in our lives. Love in more concrete acts of service and justice. Love in more concrete acts of legislation. Love in more concrete acts of basic human needs being met. And love in a disembodied technological age. Love in a more concrete acts of personal and physical touch. I'm talking about the embodied love that reaches into our daily lives on a real and tangible level, giving us a sense of relief, giving us a moment to experience right relationship with one another, and even giving us a rush of sensations that reverberate through the nerves in our physical bodies. The embodiment of love. It's what Jesus exemplifies for the disciples when he humbly washes their feet in today's gospel. And it's the embodiment of love that we will show one another tonight as we wash each other's feet. And you might be sitting there with anticipation for the foot washing. Or you might be sitting there like I did my first time with trepidation. But whatever you're feeling, those emotions and reactions are the physical manifestation of love. It's this embodied love being made real to us today in deep and profound ways that we feel deep within us. It inevitably causes us to feel things. And if you are not so keen on the foot washing, that's fair, I understand that. Feet are sensitive, ticklish, and rarely touched by other human beings. But I encourage you to take a risk tonight. And have your feet washed and do the same for someone else. Because foot washing is not just some symbolic reenactment of what Jesus did. But rather, it's the true embodiment of love that Christ had for his disciples and for us. So I invite you to experience that profound transformation that is available when we 
open up a vulnerable part of ourself to another person. What I can promise you is that you need not fear rejection or judgment for this courageous and countercultural act. For you will not be rejected or judged. You will be received with an embodied love as the warm, lavender-scented water is poured over your feet and dried tenderly with a towel. It's the embodiment of love, y'all. We often talk about Holy Trinity being a place of multi-sensory worship through sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. And all of the services of the church here, this is the one that definitely tests our limits of physical touch. But give it a chance. Take note of the sensations that you feel, the warmth it sends through your body, the weakness of your knees as you wait in line, and maybe even the nervous butterflies in your stomach if you are apprehensive or excited. All of these sensations are physical manifestations of an embodied love that we are invited to experience in a tangible way tonight. A love that Christ outpoured for his disciples and for all creation. And then, when we're all done experiencing the embodiment of love and foot washing, we will gather around this table to experience the embodiment of Jesus Christ himself in wine and in bread. Concrete, finite elements that allow us to experience the infinite. And then finally, as we depart from this place in darkness and in silence, we become that which we have just experienced in this place. The embodiment of love and the embodiment of Christ's presence for the whole world. And through our embodied experience, we are then charged, charged to give concrete form to a love and to a presence for others in the world. A love and a presence that the world desires, but often is made to believe that is absent or too abstract to experience. On this mandate or Maundy Thursday, we were reminded to love. And even more than that, than just experiencing Christ's embodied love and presence, we are commanded to embody Christ's presence and love ourselves. And in following this commandment, folks will know that we are followers of Jesus Christ because it is his love and his presence that they will concretely experience, embodied through us and in us.